welcome to the Helping Hand podcast. My name's Pauline Shannon. I'm a mother of three and a reflex integration therapist. Each week I will be meeting someone who helps children and families. I will be asking them what they do and how they do it. We will learn how different therapies can help, how to choose which is right for you and how to find them when you need them. Hi, today I'm talking to Kim Wiley-Birch from Dyslexia Decoded. Kim has worked for over 10 years supporting mums and dads and children with specific learning difficulties such as dyslexia, dyspraxia and ADHD. She's a specialist assessor and a qualified Tomatis practitioner. She also offers free parents workshops on Zoom. These are informational and allow parents an opportunity to learn about their, why their child might be struggling and how to help at home. Hi Kim, thank you very much for joining me on the Helping Hand podcast. I've had a look at your website and I'm really interested to see all the different ways that you are supporting children and families in their struggles with dyslexia and other learning difficulties. Um, I've asked you today if you could focus on Tomatis because we don't have time to cover everything you do, but do you want to start by giving us a, a taste of all the different ways you support families? Thanks Pauline and, and thank you so much for inviting me um, here today um, and I just I love what you're doing and I think it's just such a wonderful um, service uh, for all those parents and you and I have both been in that same um, position which is why we we ob obviously so passionate about it too um, but my I actually work with children generally young so sort of ages um, six to about sort of 12 uh, I focus on that age group um, and I am a specialist assessor, so I assess um, primarily for uh, dyslexia, that's my sort of main area, but I am trained in um, ADHD, and I do, um, I am also very interested in dyspraxia. Um, so I do assessments um, for children, uh, dyslexia assessments, um, and I also teach, I teach a small number of children one-to-one -one with sort of really difficult reading uh, difficulties. So very specialist sort of bespoke teaching. Um, and then I do parents workshops. Um, so online or face-to-face uh, -face, just to really explain to parents, you know, what's going on, what, why dyslexia might be impacting their child, things to look out for and also how to help at home uh, and how to help your child at school too how to be their advocate um, and then the final thing I do is the um, tomatis method uh, which is something I've started relatively recently um, and, and now fully trained in and this is what I'm going to be chatting to you about today um, I think it's amazing before you dive in and tell us about tomatis Kim what brought you you've hinted already that there's a backstory so what brought you to be interested in dyslexia my background is psychology I did a psychology degree and then I went into something totally different um, but my three children have all struggled and when my eldest um they were all fine at nursery you know happy confident um really curious children and when they, the, my eldest started in reception, we could see that he just wasn't, some of those sort of early foundational skills weren't sort of coming at the same speed as, as other children. I didn't know anything about it at all, really. Apart from there was always, always an interest um, because my cousin's dyslexic. Um, and then 
sort of year one, year two, by year two, he was really struggling. Couldn't do any of those high frequency words, uh, couldn't read at all. Um, and um, I then realized that I needed to learn a little bit more about this and how I could help him. Um, at this stage, my second one was coming up with sort of uh, similar difficulties, but other, other things. So um, uh, very sort of uh, severe coordination problems. And also his eyes, there were sort of some funny things going on with his eyes. Um, and then by the time my daughter came along, we realized all three of them actually had, you know, quite uh, profound um, dyslexia and um, dyspraxia. And in fact, my daughter has attention deficit as well. So without the hyperactivity, we didn't know anything about that, which is why I've obviously become really interested in that too. Um, so basically I realized I needed to help them. I was also, you know, interested in, um, in what we could do to, to I, I didn't, yeah, I just didn't feel that they, if they had perhaps just gone through the, the normal system, they were, you know, they wouldn't have, you know, they, they would have really struggled. And, and the other problem too, is that um, the impact on their self-esteem and confidence was, you know, just uh, became so significant. Uh, and, you know, they all, not so much the eldest, because I think his, he had less of the difficulties, but the other two really, really struggled with um, chronic anxiety, you know, as things just weren't being picked up and supported. Um, and so I then basically went back to, back to university and I did um, the, the training in uh, specific learning difficulties. I'm nodding away in the, in, in the way you can't see me here because um, that was my experience with my son as well. But the bit that really resonates with me is um, dyslexia is identified generally in the classroom, but it's not solely a classroom issue. So the effects on self-esteem, long-term employability, long-term mental health, I think are the bits that we as parents really need to be addressing while the school deals with how they cope in a classroom. Yeah, absolutely. One of my, um, in fact, part of my sort of dissertation uh, with the um, the level seven course was the impact of anxiety on specific learning difficulties. And it was fascinating because what you see is that anxiety affects all those same cognitive difficulties that create the, you know, create the problems in the first place. So basically you get this awful negative spiral, which exacerbates um, everything that they found difficult in the first place. And of course, they generally have some really amazing underlying strengths, sort of especially nonverbal ability. And, you know, your anxiety just cuts those out. So all those wonderful strengths you have seem to just be eroded. Um, so, you know, it's, it, it's significant, the impact. And every single child I work with has an underlying anxiety. Um, and a lot of them mask it. Uh, a lot of them don't. And I really feel that should be supported, which is also why uh, the Tomatis method is so good too, because we'll talk about that later, but it actually also supports underlying anxiety. So tell us about it. What's Tomatis? Yeah, it's fascinating. Um, and I, I must say my journey is, is just, you know, continuing and I'm learning more and more as um, I sort of dive deeper and deeper into 
uh, this whole new world. Um, but it's the most amazing non-invasive program that really improves the way the brain and the ears work together. Um, and it strengthens all those vital foundations that we need for learning. I use it specifically for children, you know, mostly dyslexic. It does help with some ADHD um, sort of attention and concentration difficulties. I'll talk about that. But one of the, um, the primary things you find in dyslexia is a difficulty with processing sounds. And your ears might be fine, might be working perfectly well, uh, but it's the actual listening. So how the ears and the brain you know, are working together. And the Tomatis method really aims to restore that sort of adaptive listening. Um, and it's really clever. It, um, it, it controls frequencies of sound. Um, and you use a bone and a, a bone conduction and an air conduction um, mode where you get this sort of perceptual, this unique sound perceptual contrast, which helps those little ear muscles uh, to work properly. Uh, someone termed it aerobics, which I thought was so clever. Um, so it's getting those little muscles working properly to transmit the messages properly. Um, but it also helps our ears and brain tune into the sounds that we need for communication and learning and then filter out those sounds that are distracting um, what you find with dyslexics it's called phonological processing um, so they generally can't discriminate or isolate certain sounds and the vowels are the trickiest ones and if you can't um, discriminate sounds and work with sounds and process them quickly, it impacts how you learn to read and spell, which obviously then impacts your writing. And so what the Tomatis method does is it actually, it's a gentle thing. It, it, it's, it helps um, just get those, um, those sounds working properly uh, so that your ear can process those sounds properly. And efficiently, that's the other thing, so that they can it can process those sounds efficiently. So if somebody's thinking of starting a program, a Tomatis program with you, what would the process look like? What's your initial contact and what would different sessions look like over time? My initial contact would be I'd first chat to you because a uh, dyslexia is a massive umbrella that covers a whole range of different um, difficulties and no two dyslexics are the same they present you know differently some might have difficulties with their eyes some might be an ear some might be um, fine motor control some might be a whole combination of both um, so but generally they will all have this common underlying uh, um, challenge with sound processing but what I would like to do is just first have a good chat. Um, and I like to spend, a, I actually spend quite a lot of time. Um, and this, I do this when I'm doing assessments too, just to find out a little bit more about your child, what you think their difficulties might be, the impact of those, not just in the classroom, but, you know, at home too. Um, and what I would then do is ask you to bring your child in and we'll do a listening test, which um, is a really clever test where we can actually analyze how your ears so how the sounds transmitted through your eardrum so through air and also through your skull through the bone because the sound goes through your 
bones too straight into your ear um, and we need to find out what's happening how the ears are balanced you know are they hearing pitch properly are they hearing all frequencies at the same decibels um, so that's what the listening does and that generates a listening profile uh, what I also like to do is actually do a little bit of underlying assessment. If you haven't had an assessment before, if you have, then we won't do that. But just to look at what's happening with the actual processing of sounds from a physical point of view, uh, looking at your memory, at your child's memory, sorry, your child, um, uh, their visual and motor processing, and also what's happening with their reading and spelling, because that's going to give us a picture of why things are difficult at school, you know, why things might be a little bit more challenging. Um, and then once we've got that picture, um, I will put a bespoke uh, Tomatis program together, um, as well as a little um, learning support program for your child. And if I explain what we do in the, in the Tomatis therapy, the actual hearing therapy, uh, it's done generally in three phases, so three different phases, and each phase um, requires your child to listen to music for about an hour. It's between 40 minutes and 80 minutes a day for 14 days in a row. So that's each phase has that. Um, what you do is you take, it's a little machine, it's a portable device you take home, so you do it in the comfort of your home, own home, and it's got a very clever headset, which uh, works with your skull as well as your ears, your eardrum, and a little portable device where the, the actual therapy is programmed into. It's really simple to use. You just press play and um, your child will listen to it every day. And while they're listening to it, so it is a bit of a time commitment, you know, to, to find that time in the day. But um, it's a really nice time for your child just to relax, to do their own, you know, a really nice activity that they enjoy. Like they might be creative, they might love drawing uh, or painting, they might love building Lego uh, or building blocks. So something that's just relaxing, calm, almost a bit of mindfulness that we throw mindfulness into that they could do every day. So it's quite a nice way of sort of almost resetting. I found when my kids got home from school, they were absolutely A, exhausted and B, quite anxious um, just because, you know, they're having to hold it together for so long and also they're having to concentrate so hard. So it is a quite a nice little time. You could do it after school where, or you could do it before as well, um, you know, where they've, where they've actually just got a bit of time to do it. Um, so if we do those three phases, so you do um, a first that first listening session for 14 days and you take about a month break, uh, do it again, another month, month to two months break, and then you do it again. Um, sometimes with very stubborn difficulties or if there were sort of quite significant underlying issues with the ears and the listening profile, we might need to do it uh, another, another time or perhaps again. Um, and in those breaks, what I will do is give you um, a little support program to work with. It's going to be primarily reading, if, if reading is the main difficulty. Um, and we use a really clever, um, different headset called Forebrain, um, where I will give you a program where you, your child reads out loud um, and a little 
sort of system. We'll work on some sound work and um, some sort of intensive reading. So hopefully that will actually get your child um, reading. Yeah, just bring their reading on. So it's a lot more fluent and it's a lot less tiring. So Kim, as you'll be aware, there's lots of different ideas out there of how you can deal with dyslexia. So if I'm sitting at home with a child, what might I see in that child, which would mean that tomatis was a particularly good option for them? That's a brilliant question. Um, and, you know, that's something that a lot of parents don't know, especially with, if it's, you know, you're new to the whole, to this, and you, you found out your child's not quite uh, moving at the same pace as their peers. What I've noticed, one of the big things is, um, is and which is where tomatis can help, is um, if they are confusing their letters and sounds, so they might not know what sounds go with what letters. Um, they might pronounce words incorrectly. So um, like specific or pacific, they might say pacific rather than saying this for specific. Or um, hamburger, they might say hamburger, you know, so you haven't actually got all those syllables, watermelon, wiltmelon. They're not pronouncing all those syllables in sound, especially the, those sort of long multisyllabic sounds. When they um, are reading, they might not see all the letters or the sounds in words. So they might um, see a word like, um, uh, uh, trying to think of a good example, but um, say concentrate, they might say contrate or miss up off the end, um, off the end sound uh, or loud. They might change the L to a, a D. Um, they might sort of miss, miss letters, basically. You can see it in spelling too. If they're not, if they're spelling and they're missing out sounds in their spelling. So they might be um, attempting to spell phonetically, but they, when they're, especially if they're sort of longer words, they've actually missed whole sounds out. Or um, they'll spell um, bad as bid, um, something like that. The other indicator would be they find it very difficult to follow instructions. So if you noticing that your child can only really hold one at a time, you might have given them a list of instructions to do and they've only got the first one and they've missed the rest. Um, and that of course makes it really difficult in class because they haven't been able to get all the instructions from the teachers. Um, they might find it difficult to focus and concentrate on tasks, so that, especially if there's a reading or writing involved, so their mind wanders. Um, and they could find loud noises or get very easily overwhelmed if it's a very noisy environment. You know, they might put their hands over their ears uh, or not like sort of loud, noisy environments. Um, and then the other thing is they might get overwhelmed very easily. Um, so you can see this with, especially with sort of schoolwork, particularly anything to do with reading. The, the other final thing is any child with a history of glue ear. Now, not all kids that are dyslexic have glue, lots of children don't, glue ear problems. They still have a difficulty with processing sounds. So, um, but if they have had any sort of glue ear difficulties, um, we tend to see that those little ear muscles haven't been working properly. Um, and that's because they were sort of completely bunged up. 
and they also missed a lot of that early sound, that sort of phonological um, underlying sort of input when they were little, when you're learning sounds. And sounds are the basis of, of all our language. Um, and then the final thing, just if you have had a, a, an educational psychologist or a specialist teacher report, if there has been any mention of a difficulty with auditory processing or phonological processing, Tomatis is going to really help. So for those people who have sat and ticked off all the things on your list and now feel that Tomatis is an option for them, how do they get in touch with you or how do they find your um, parents' classes that you do? They could get in touch with me. Either you could just uh, call me directly, um, but my website, www.dyslexiadecoded.co.uk, that uh, you get in touch with me. Have a look at my website too. Um, I am putting on my tomatis that hasn't gone up yet, but that's going on um, this week actually. So uh, it will be there, which, with, with, which will have a nice explanation of everything I do. Um, but you could email me too at info at dyslexiadecoded.co.uk. So my company is called Dyslexia Decoded. Kim, that's brilliant. And I hope it's given um, options to people who are sitting at home wondering what they do with their kid or wondering what's going on, because you don't always get a diagnosis through school or an indication of what's going on. So if people have recognised little bits here and there and what you've said, you've given them an option of uh, therapy to try and a person to contact. So thank you very much for your time. Fantastic. Thanks so much, Pauline. Really appreciate it too. You've been listening to the Helping Hand podcast, connecting families with help and support when they need it. If you want more information or to find a therapist near you, go to helpinghandonline.co.uk. Music